Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Today is July the 1st, 2020. It's the 109th day of our quarantine. And when last we learned about John the Baptist other than yesterday, it was actually day four of the quarantine when we found him in prison. Well, now we find out what happens to him. Officially, we're in Matthew chapter 14. But the same account is in Mark chapter 6, and it gives light to some really nefarious uh, details. So I thought we would go to Mark today to read essentially the same account, but there's a couple more details which makes uh, some of the people even more evil. All right. So this is from Mark chapter 6, verse 14. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had been known, become known. Some said John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said he is Elijah, and others said he's a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. He, he takes uh, responsibility, which I think is interesting. Verse 17, for it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison. And why did he do it? Verse 17, for the sake of Herodias, his brother's Philip's wife, because he, Herod uh, in our story, had married her. So Herod the Tetrarch marries Herod, another Herod, his brother Philip, they, she was originally married to Philip. Philip and her got divorced. And Herod of our story, Herod the Tetrarch, marries Herodias. So the names are a little bit confusing. The problem is, is this is a violation in the book of Leviticus, and John is going to let him know that. For the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, so an ongoing saying, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's life. That's from Leviticus 18. And Herodias, the wife, had a grudge against him, John the Baptist, and wanted to put him to death. So the wife wants to put John the Baptist to death, but she could not. So she's waiting for an opportunity. For Herod feared John... So this tells us a little bit about now Herod's relationship with John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. So Herod, in Mar- Matthew, it says that Herod wanted to kill him, but he's, he's somewhat con- conflicted here. He knows that his wife wants to kill him, and he's in prison, but secretly he's keeping him safe. <clears throat> and then here's maybe why. When Herod, when he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. He was glad to hear John the Baptist. I mean, what an interesting guy to have dinner with, John the Baptist. So then here we find the nefarious situation, verse 21. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his nobles and his military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. And I think that's how uh, Herod gets into trouble is this particular audience, he's got generals and leaders and stuff in the audience. I think that's how he gets into trouble. 
For when Herod, Herodias' daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests, guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to you, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. So I don't know how, how drunk or lustful he was, but he is not thinking clearly. And then this is the scary part. So this girl, Salome is her name, uh, Josephus tells us that. And he, she went out and said to her mother, so they have a council for what should I ask? And she said, the head of John the Baptist. And then you get all these moments of immediacy. She came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. While everyone is standing here waiting for this, I want you to do this. And the king was exceedingly sorry. Matthew says he's sorry, but here in Mark we find out he's exceedingly sorry because of his oaths and his guests. He did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. And he went and beheaded him in prison. And he brought his head on a platter, gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body and laid it in his tomb. So we have a woman here, Herodias, who knew her power. She knew she was doing something wrong wanted to kill John the Baptist, but waited for an opportunity, probably knew the seductiveness uh, of her daughter, who is Herod's niece and current stepdaughter. We knew that John the Baptist was in prison originally because of her, for the sake of her, says it says in Mark. And now we find not only is she prompted by her mother, but you find out a little bit more about this council where they go away and and uh, make this decision. And what about the head thing? And I was thinking about this is, I think she wanted immediacy. It's a quick way to kill somebody. Uh, I think she wanted evidence so that we knew this was a done deal, that John was gone. So uh, she's kind of like a, a woman behind the power, but really, as far as the story goes, she's the woman in front of the power. And then I wonder about Herod's here. We, we, we find out that he feared John. He feared the people. He, he subtext feared his wife. Wanted to keep, wanted to kill John and wanted to keep, keep him safe. Uh, but then got uh, exposed to his military and leading and noble commander type people. So these guys are at this party. They're having food, drink. Probably music, entertainment. Then there's dance, maybe drunk and lustfulness. Uh, story doesn't say that, but it seems to be implied. And then in a few minutes, so you're having a great party at this cool, you know, at the palace. And the next thing is death. The guy, there's a head, a bloody head of John the Baptist that comes in. So, the one word that caught my eye today, let's just leave it at that, is John the, or, uh, Herod, when he hears John the Baptist, he's greatly perplexed. So, m my prayer for us today is that we would not just be perplexed, but we would listen with ears of faith and eyes of faith and move beyond perplexion to belief. I pray that for all of us who listen today.
Amen.